We need an intro. We got an intro. Yeah, okay. Maybe, okay. We just did three Hold intros. Welcome to bonus episode 13 of Gorilla Radio Show. Bow, we got our, bow, bow. We got our, we're coming off high off of a guest appearance from Mamadou Casual Geographic, as I'm sure mm-hmm. you've all seen by now. And if you haven't, go watch that episode. It's a good episode. Yeah, Mamadou also, is a great guest. Yeah. We unlocked last month's episode to the public because uh, I did promise I would do that. Because we, we got a ton of patrons. Uh, so if it feels like you're getting shafted a bit, worry not. We've got a lot of... Shut the fuck up, bitch. Anyway, so we, we've got a lot of stuff... <laughs> anyway, so we've got a lot of stuff coming in the pipeline for you guys at Patreon. Um, we want to introduce... And he's not talking about dick. We want to introduce... Hey, <laughs> fuck <laughs> A new sort of mini-series, inspired, mm. of course, by Blowback, which we've all been watching recently, uh, or listening to. Uh, maybe we can call it, like, Blow Silverback. I don't know, something stupid like that. Blow that out my back. But we'll be talking about the Congo and how how imperialism has... Every episode, Actually, I've been I don't more and more of a militant Pan-African Marxist, just so Absolutely. everybody listening knows... By the end of this, I'll be dressed just like Thomas Sankara. <laughs> the the first be, white boy pan And I will be denouncing <laughs> the French in French and being mad about colonialism, okay? I will cut off yeah. a Belgian's hand by the end of this. <laughs> yeah, so um, the idea behind this miniseries is, you know, there was an uh, anti-colonial or decolonization effort from, you know, uh, Marxists in the Congo, uh, notably Patrice Lumumba. God rest his soul. I think like the 1960s, right? Yeah, Lumumba was killed in 1960 or 1970-something? Yeah, I don't know. He was assassinated. His revolution was destroyed by, you know, European powers. And it led to, you know, the carve-up of the country that we now see today where, you know, rebel groups will conquer territory and then sell it to Western oil companies, uh, essentially completely destroying guerrilla habitat. That is also, the reason not, only, not only... Are they selling it to oil companies? Um, go ahead, if you're in your free time, go ahead and Google Katanga Uranium, okay? Most of the world's, the West's, nuclear weapons-grade uranium has come out of the Congo. Yeah, see, this is why I'm making Greg and Chandran also do research for this, because I'm... <laughs> I got some book recommendations, but big things coming. We'll probably even have it, like, listed separately on the podcast. Like, I can use the seasons function to, like market as a quote-unquote separate season of the show but yeah so another thing we were thinking of doing for the patrons is we have monkey movie night every now and then uh our community manager airy hosts that and we were thinking every once in a while we could just arbitrarily pick a date where all of us are available and we encourage everyone to come in and watch the movies with us your hosts and then afterwards, we will record an episode reviewing that movie about monkeys. And so it'll be it'll be sort of like a monkey media review type thing. Could be fun. You should have written more down in your script. What? Hey, ex, ex, extemporious 
Public speaking is the only way to go. Script writing, speech writing is for cowards like yourself, Greg. Okay, exactly. Take a yeah, public speaking course, bitch. They, I have. Right. Yeah, I, have, I bet you which got. Is a- why I could have totally fucking elocuted that entire fucking idea a little better than Austin. Austin, you ever take a public speaking class? Uh, I took one in like ninth grade. Uh, why are you the fucking host of our show? Yeah, <laughs> is that a fucking smear on vice? It is a Jack Daniels down-home punch. That sounds way stronger than a fucking Smirnoff ice. Uh, it's not. It's like only 5%. Oh. But it's pretty tasty. This is my second one tonight. Have yeah. 17 more. So the, <laughs> anyways, moving on. The other thing we were thinking of was maybe we're, we're sort of tending towards our main feed being more like serious while our bonus content is more like goofy, like off-the-cuff kind of stuff. We are? No, no, I, know. I, know, I, know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Look, so, yeah, listen I mean, here, guys. If you're already in the Patreon, you know how we are. However, you also need to understand, we love money, okay? And okay. we wouldn't do this podcast if there wasn't the possibility of money. So in order to make money... <laughs> I probably money, would do it regardless. <laughs> Austin would do it anyway, but he'd be doing it alone. So <laughs> No, we. I genuinely love all of you, but... We do need to do a couple things to give ourselves some more mass appeal. So, you know, main feed, we're going to we're gonna teach you some shit. This feed will be funny. We'll be goofy. We'll make fun of Austin. I'll get all uh, the we'll, jokes about we'll, Austin out here. Well, we'll mix a little bit in both. We're not um, going to no, alter no, the No, now content. it's 100% serious on the <laughs> No, no, not true. 100% silly, goofy business over here, okay? Not true. No, don't listen to actually, actually, We are going to, like, I don't know. Sh- restructure a bit sort of i mean we've already been doing that but we're laying 10 percent of you off <laughs> <laughs> we're posting record profits 10 percent of you have got to go <laughs> speaking of giving us more money i do have a little bit of an announcement to make oh yeah yeah go ahead and get this out Chandra. saturday 12 p.m eastern time i will be releasing uh, a, about an hour special for the blackmail tier content. It will be an episode featuring me and all of my friends drunk at my party, my birthday party, um, spilling all the juicy gossip about me and the stupid things I've done over the past year or so. Some okay. highlights include okay. the extravagant purchase of silk Persian rugs. That never um, arrived. <laughs> they did arrive. I shipped them back. Um, oh, oh, oh. I'm giving, I'm giving too much away now. Um, uh, illegal street racing and Tell what, us else? How that ends. what else? What else? There's some Tell more us stuff. How the illegal street racing ends. Y'all know how that is. <laughs> um, actually, our blackmail tier does. Everyone yeah. else just knows I've been in a car accident. I think Only everybody else tier. knows. Yeah, everybody else knows it's a car accident because I used the image to make fun of Chandran once. Yeah, uh-huh. it's <laughs> a really gnarly image of my car after that accident. But Do you um, have a car now. Yeah, I have a car. Yeah. Go ahead. Tell me it's not a BMW. No, it's a Kia. Oh, now well, you're got a lesbian car. <laughs> yeah. Um, got, I actually picked out the Kia. My dad got me the I Kia. know you did. Uh, <laughs> 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 but yeah, um, so you got the, it's uh, really quickly. I've got to ask, did you like vet this content? Like, did you listen to it after you weren't drunk? Yeah. I haven't listened to it yet, but you I should. You should. <laughs> you, you should probably do that. <laughs> Listen, it's going up. It's going up, anyways. I will. I will be editing and censoring some parts out that need to be like private information. But other than that, it's going up. I promise, folks. 
Uh, okay. I was, yeah. I know, the audio is crazy because it's in the middle of a party, like in the living room of the party. We didn't go to a separate room. Hopefully, it's uh-huh. not like too painful. But you know, if you upgrade to the blackmail tier, ten dollars a month, you mm-hmm. can hear that beautiful shit. You so give yeah, us ten dollars a month, and here's the deal. Here's here's what I'll do for you. Okay. This is only you. Get, you're gonna have to tell me you listen to this episode. This is how serious I'm gonna make this offer. You no, listen okay. to this episode. Greg, you join the ten dollar tier. You DM me after you've joined the tier with the following quote okay butterflies only fly two times first to live second to die and i will fucking send you 15 dollars worth of merch what for real we're doing that yeah if we get 10 dollar upgrades absolutely i'll send you 50 i'll lose money on this but you have to stay subscribed for two months at least Okay, yeah, sure. I guess we're doing this that again. But you have to send me that exact quote, and I'm not saying it again, so if you missed it, you better fucking rewind. Okay, right? well, Greg, Greg's doing some crazy shit. This is He's going off the script here, but yeah. All right, there's that. Um, yeah, all right, so moving on. I just want to really quickly breach the topic that there have been multiple... Uh, Allegations train... against you. No, there's, there's been multiple <laughs> train derailments in the American Midwest carrying hazardous chemicals that are going to destroy the environment. Uh, you know, they exploded. Coincidentally, uh, a couple of weeks after Chandran suggested, you know, arming the, the railway unions with dirty bombs. So I'd, I'd just like to open the floor up for Chandran for a moment to, you know, exp- explain yourself. I got five words for you. Okay. <laughs> Get ready for the sixth. <laughs> oh my God. Holy shit. You know, there was another one today. <laughs> was there? Yeah. Fuck. Okay, hold on. I got five words for you. <laughs> Get ready for the seventh. <laughs> Sorry, folks. A lot of information comes through my desk right now. I can't keep up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. A, lot, a lot of plans going as uh, expected. <laughs> oh, my fucking Palpatine over here. Got so many fucking balls in the air. Yeah. And All right. But... Okay. <laughs> so, um... <laughs> Yeah, so for this episode... Okay, wait, so y'all can be gay, and it's not a problem, but if I say some gay shit, then it's a problem. Okay, you know what? Yes, Chantron, figure it the fuck out. It's called homophobia. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so for this episode, I wanted to do a little deep dive into the life of an orangutan known as Joe Martin, or sometimes known as Chimpanzee Charlie. Now, uh, the actual events of this orangutan's life are hotly debated because it seems like everyone alive was just, like, not a, like accurate source of information in the 1920s. So People loved to lie take... back then. That's why the I, Great Depression happened. I love lying. I... Yeah. <laughs> Put me looking in the 1920s. This... <laughs> like, looking through this Wikipedia page, so many quotes and, like, anecdotes are just like immediately followed up in parentheses with note this is a notoriously unreliable source (laughs) like shit like that so (laughs) i picked out what seems to be the best sourced and the most true information of joe martin the orangutan so joe mama oh yeah and uh just to elaborate on that point a little bit there's there's an article in the Photoplay magazine written in first person, allegedly from Joe's perspective, claiming that he was a chimpanzee from Madagascar. 
Um, and in fact, there were many, many articles in the time written in first person from Joe Martin, the orangutan's perspective, uh, just to give you an insight as to how like the American mind worked in the 1920s, I guess. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, we have talked about the episode a few months back now. We talked about how like the the idea, the the, the hope that we could make chimps be civilized, follow our customs is like eugenics crap is like race science is pseudoscientific bullshit yeah a lot of these articles uh like to emphasize the idea that joe martin was like gentlemanly or chivalrous and a lot of like anecdotes which may or may not be true would maybe back up that fact or were at least portrayed in such a way as to get that idea across but as we'll learn as is true with uh many uh actors you know never meet your heroes this was not always the case <laughs> so to start out uh in the early 1900s a majority of orangutans on the global market were captured in and exported from northern sumatra joe martin the orangutan was said to have been born sometime around 1911 in the uh quote-unquote, East Indies, uh, a.k.a. Indonesia. More specifically, though, if we're talking northern Sumatra, that would make Joe Martin a Tapanuli or Sumatran orangutan. Not that that mm-hmm. necessarily matters, but the thing here is that orangutans have exceptionally high parental investment for mothers, and they're typically cared for for around eight years of their life. Joe Martin, as is the case with most exotic primate captures and, you know, the exotic primate trade in general his mother was killed and he was taken to be shipped to america at the age of six months old uh yeah he was shipped to uh robeson is this that how you say his name uh robeson is robeson uh robeson is a uh notorious importer of exotic animals um made his wealth in the gold rush um led his his Work led to like invasive songbirds in Hawaii and other things, um, and it's kind of it's kind of the same like bullshit that my favorite my favorite uh, piece of shit eco terrorist uh, <laughs> is um, uh, Shefflin, who was such a huge fan of Shakespeare. He thought America should have all of Shakespeare's birds, so he introduced uh, invasive species like starlings to the U.S. Is that why we have so many goddamn starlings? That is why we have so many starlings, yeah. yeah. This is this not, you know, confirmed to be true, but I believe you it. You know what? Was he English? Was he English? He was English, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking wanted... don't care, he takes the blame. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So this guy was basically a notorious, like, he was the exotic animal importer of the 20th century in America. So we'll, we'll maybe do a deep dive on him later, but... Um, there's some varying, uh, you know, accounts on who got Joe Martin the orangutan first, but generally it's accepted that an insurance firm in uh, the early 1910s bought Joe Martin for $250, and throughout his life he went basically from exhibit to exhibit. He started out in a like peer side exhibit called the Missing Link, where I guess he was just put in a cage and put on display. Then he was sold to Universal, which is the beginning of the very long and troubled acting career of Joe Martin the Orangutan. So yeah, Greg, if you want, if you want to read this letter that a child sent to Joe Martin the Orangutan oh, at the beginning oh, of his I, silent, 
I got this. Okay. Yeah, do your best, like, little boy voice. (laughs) (laughs) Joe received a letter reading as follows. Dear Mr. Joe Martin, I wish you would send me your picture. My papa says you are only a monkey, but I think you are an actor. Inspiring words. Yeah, Joe starred in as many... Joe starred in fucking more than 50 silent films, starting in 1915. Um... An animal trainer named Curly Stecker. This is the most 1920s ass fucking bullshit name. <laughs> this is such a 1920s story. Started taking story. care of Joe Martin. Circuses, silent uh, films. Yeah, and then yeah. and then here we go. According to Frank Frank Buck, yet another not reliable source, Joe Martin was cross fostered by the Steckers. He was taken into Curly's house to be raised and grew up with the Stecker son. Um, Curly worked with Joe Martin for the next eight years. Theoretically. Um, an early film review of Joe, because, listen, I I am so interested in what these fucking little weird people in the 20s have to say about an orangutan showing up on their screens. Um, early First film of says, all, yeah. mostly everyone thought he was a chimpanzee. So let's what the fuck? Think. Is, yeah, they yeah, is, he him, a, is he a fucking chimp or an orangutan? He's, he's an, orangutan. an orangutan, but everyone called him a chimp because everyone was stupid and didn't know the difference. So if yeah, they called him hear, chim- yeah. Chimpanzee Charlie, which I assume is after, is that after Charlie Chaplin? Or is Charlie oh, right around the same know, time. I would assume, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Charlie um, Chaplin was big in like the late teens to the till they started doing talking in movies. Yeah, okay. So, early film review says, when you see that horribly ugly O-Rang, Joe <laughs> Martin, advancing with his long, waving arms towards little baby Townsend, and you shudder to think of the poor kitty's fate, you will be surprised and delighted to see Joe Martin sit down beside the tiny tot and with his wicked-looking long arms fondle the baby who seems to be enjoying the experience as much as anybody. Um, this baby is allegedly... Played by Curly Stecker's two-year-old son, Roy Stecker, which if I had a kid, I would not let near an orangutan. Yeah. So right away, <laughs> just, we're seeing the insane. foundation for a psychotic primate event. In that this man, this Random he's the head, he, he's the head animal trainer of the Universal Zoo, the Universal like film studio, whatever. Um, and he is raising this orangutan with his son and his wife in his home as you know a companion uh but you know all things considered as is usually the case with primate actors for the first couple of years of his life when he was young he was you know a perfect little obedient film star he listened to all the commands he started his film career his silent film career in 1915 and until 1918 everything was going swimmingly um in 1918 however joe contracted the spanish flu and uh, was made to wear a flu mask, actually. I thought that was funny to include, because I'm imagining, like, <laughs> uh, an orangutan with a little COVID mask. But um, coincidentally, not long after he fell gravely ill from the Spanish flu uh, is when sort of his temperament began to change. Whether maybe it was the brush with death or just the fact that he was physically growing older, I guess remains to be seen. Or you can't really do anything except speculate. But... um. The first incident involving Joe Martin was in late 1918, a $10,000 lawsuit was brought to Universal by security guard Thomas G. Cockings, who claimed that Joe Martin this had- seems like a fucking, like a Three Stooges sketch. <laughs> this is, 
the entirety of like anything that happened in Hollywood in the 1920s is just an extended Three Stooges <laughs> sketch. <laughs> so yeah, Thomas G. Cockings claimed that Joe Martin had bitten him 40 times on the legs. The studio claimed at the Superior Court hearing that Joe Martin, contrary to these claims, was lovable, sharing photos of him walking with and embracing women, holding a baby and wearing a flu mask, which I guess was endearing. (laughs) While one witness for the company testified that Joe Martin had hugged and kissed him at their first meeting. I think it's so funny they put it, I guess he had on court and their defense was, your honor. This, this just a cute little guy. Has great vibes. He's just your, a little guy. Your honor, this guy is so fucking chill. <laughs> this guy so is so chill. I can I read the next part because I have yes. a whole extended bit here. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the outcome of the case was not publicized, but a couple of years later, um, director Al Santel, Italian, there, um, <laughs> said said, quote, there was a night watchman at the menagerie for a while who always carried a bottle with him on his rounds, and now and then he'd give Joe a drink. But one night when he was three sheets to the wind, he put red pepper in the whiskey, and oh boy, Joe nearly went crazy trying to get at the man. But he never hurts a woman or a child. When we use babies in the animal comedies, they are absolutely safe with him. Now everyone be quiet. They're using real fucking babies. (laughs) Real babies. They had baby dolls at the time, everybody. They're using real fucking babies. They're handing a real baby to an orangutan. People didn't understand. But he's so sweet and kind. How many babies do you think Joe threw in Universal Covered Up? (laughs) More than one. (laughs) Those long arms? But yeah. They are gone. So yeah, this uh, assumedly Italian director, Al Santel, was a a big defender of. Are you questioning Greg's. Phrology abilities? Italian. <laughs> so this Italian was a was watch a big me defender. watch me Google him and I'll be right. <laughs> was a big defender of Joe Martin early on, saying he only beat that guy up because he pranked him with uh, his alcohol that he was giving him. I guess, which is that seems like a whole other can can of worms. But regardless, we'll move on from that. Shit, I can see by his picture. <laughs> the shape of his skull no just like his whole affect it's like just look at this very Italian so <laughs> this is oh, Italian a fucking man. Italian right regardless Italian. of this incident in this lawsuit um, they continued using Joe Martin in fact his value actually increased Joe Martin's rental rate was said to be two, or, sorry 100 US dollars per day Universal thought he was worth $7,000 to $10,000 if they sold him outright. Uh, During this time, there were many claims made by actors and trainers working with him that he understood human language perfectly, would understand command first try, and even that, you know, they'd give him keys to his enclosure and he'd select the key from the ring, unlock it and walk in and then lock it behind him. Like, no problem at all. Uh Uh-huh. Which, you know, we talked about... uh, I think we just talked about this, Sarantan, who would bust out of his cell at the zoo, release all the other animals, and then get back into his cell, and then hide yeah, the wire he that. used to... <laughs> what do you mean, funny thing about that? The funny thing about that is uh, the very next incident involving Joe Martin. <laughs> oh, no. And in July 1919, Joe Martin escaped from his enclosure and went on a week-long rampage in which time he wrecked an assistant trainer's quarters, released approximately 15 wolves, freed 
his co-worker, Charlie the Elephant, ripped the cage door off of his hinges, harassed a roadside evangelist. Based. Like one of those roadside preachers. Yeah, that's that's based, though. Um, uh-huh. All this is based, in my opinion. This eventually, is, this is great. <laughs> uh, fell asleep in a riverbed about 0.5 miles from the studio and had to be lassoed and brought back into captivity. This is a fucking, like, DreamWorks movie. <laughs> Breaking out of the circus. This is this is Madagascar 3, isn't it? This is, this is the plot of Dumbo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Stecker casually mentioned to a reporter that he took a gun away from one of the policemen who was attempting to catch him and was about to kill the cop when the rest <laughs> of us were able to seize him and trust him. Hero. Um, meanwhile, another officer tried to shoot him. And I think him here means the orangutan means. Yes. Uh, the or- no I don't think he was mercy killing the other officer. I think he was trying to shoot the monkey. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, regardless of this incident, they they read it off as, you know, all that little that little scamp Joe Martin. Uh, <laughs> many accounts kept coming out in the newspapers, as we've heard of this distinguished gentleman who, uh, you know, they considered him. Some magazines, some uh, newspapers called him an animal with a human brain because they held him in such high regard. Now, this is all obviously sensationalized, you know, cherry picked stories from trainers but um, there's also many accounts of allegedly Joe having a great fondness for children. Uh, on some occasions, he would escape Universal, which I'm assuming means that he was just constantly escaping and they weren't doing anything about it. Yeah, it just um, seems like he was just constantly unlocking his own cage because all their security guards were drunk because it's 1918. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was only able to be convinced back to his enclosure by child actors um, and on another Psychotic occasion, behavior. <laughs> on another occasion, uh, an actor was assigned in a comedy film to spank another child or to, to spank a child actor for a scene. And Joe Martin became so enraged that he flew at him and tackled him to the ground. Can we and just talk about why him. he's just wandering around the sets? <laughs> They're just, they just don't have. <laughs> They're like, oh, you're good, Joe. You're you're not going until the next take. And would have got him sitting in one of those fucking chairs. Absolutely. He's got his own chair. He's got a he's beer. Got, he's got a kid with him to keep him <laughs> occupied. He's got a uh, beer this, in his this, hand. This, this whole fondness of children is kind of, kind of as kind he of grows crazy. more violent. Yeah, it's becoming more problematic. I believe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Greg, if you want to read uh, this little part? saga about how he continued to terrorize early defender and Italian Al Centel. So, um, in November 19, Italian-American Al Santel reprimanded <laughs> Joe about slamming a door too hard and breaking the set. So Joe Martin grabbed him by the ankle and pushed him down two flights of stairs, leading to a, quote, badly wrenched arm, a cut on the cheek, a sprained leg, and numerous bruises. Well, for two Joe flights Martin of stairs, also, that's not too bad. Yeah. yeah. Joe Martin Don't also suffered electrical burns to oh. his hands after he escaped a film shoot, climbed a power pole, Shoot on the rubber insulation of the copper wire, and then begin swinging along the lines of this as if he were in a forest canopy. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna keep going. In 1920, on the set of A Wild Night, Joe attacked Italian American Al Santel once again, biting him so hard that Curly and Carl Strecker together were needed to pull Joe, Joe Martin off Santel so they could transport him to the 
Jesus Christ. The Studio Hospital. What a company store ass yeah, kind so, of a thing to have. So I want to really quickly go over like some of the like interspersed context of this. Um, in the article written about Joe Martin pushing Al Santel down the stairs, uh, the local news literally didn't take it seriously and wrote it as a little comedy piece where they said, um, I'm sure at the end of the day, they made up and Joe Martin explained that he just simply had to discipline the director, <laughs> which maybe that's more indicative of how people thought about Italians at that time. But <laughs> um, second, it's very funny that after being pushed down a flight of stairs, Santel continued to work with Joe Martin, the orangutan. Well, no, they had no choice because back then what happened was is like movie stars in the 20s, they didn't make a lot of money. Directors, producers, none of them did. Only the studio made money because you had to basically mm. sign your life away to work with them for a certain number of films and then they would pay you. Okay, Damn. that makes sense then. So he was probably locked into working with Universal for years. This is before... There was um, the Screen Actors Guild. I see. You know, shout out Ronald Reagan, the only good thing he's ever done. We're watching Austin scamper around his apartment right now. Look at that dumper on him. For real. He is scampering. Austin, show us your butt. <laughs> okay, sorry. I had, to, I had to turn something off. But, um, what was it? It was my Roomba. It's like stuck on a schedule. I don't know how to turn it off. But <laughs> Unplug it. I it's I have to wait. Uh, do you think are plugged in? They are. That's how they charge. Well, yeah, it, it's been unplugged. Leave it un, yeah, yeah, leave it uncharged. Um, die on the phone. <laughs> but yeah, so Al Santel gave a little account of the attack on him, and for uh, let me see if I can find it real quick. So okay, this Italian Al Santel. Um, on the set of A Wild Night, when he was uh, bitten, he gave a statement in an interview in 1972, and he said of the orangutan, when a chimpanzee bites you, <laughs> he doesn't just give you one quick bite. He clamps his teeth in, gets set, and then puts the pressure on. And I could feel each tooth mauling into my leg. <laughs> okay. That sucker was locked in <laughs> but yeah again everyone thought he was a chimpanzee for some reason i don't know what the deal with that is it's 1972 he still thinks it's a fucking chimpanzee <laughs> yeah it's like he has no excuse just to show just to show this is like 50 to show years you later italians have no capability of like learning things after a certain <laughs> age you know they just get stuck um yeah and just okay. to really quickly go over some other incidents on the set of The Revenge of Tarzan, Joe attacked Tarzan. the actor playing Tarzan while they were filming a scene swinging from vine to vine as the actor accidentally hit Joe in the process of swinging and uh, allegedly a attacked the main villain of the film for threatening a woman in one scene. Yeah. Uh, the reason I say allegedly is because that seems like another one of those things they made up to make him seem like, oh, the chivalrous ape. But um, yeah, he's... If anyone like inconvenienced him, it seemed like he would just like attack he was them. On site, <laughs> and then people would just be like, "Oh, that Joe Martin, that rascal." Uh, in June 1921, I should say, while filming the movie A Monkey Bellhop, after allegedly being hit with a telephone thrown by Curly Stecker, I don't know why he would have done that. They did not elaborate. <laughs> uh, Joe Martin bit Curly's wife, Ethel Stecker. Ethel. Uh, threw her ankle Is that how you say and that? Ethel? let him keep going. Let him keep Ethel going. Ethel Stecker, 
Ethel Stecker sounds. Bro has funny. absolutely no fucking concept of how to speak English. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> Joe bit Ethel Stecker, Curly's wife, uh, through her ankle and down to the bone. Legally, the consequence wow. for an animal actor biting a human was supposed to be getting shot to death. <laughs> but what does that Ethel, even mean? Shot to death. Like they shot were, ju- they die. were going to shoot him in the head uh, to put him down. They didn't have like ketamine overdoses back then. They would just shoot the fucker. <laughs> they should um, still do that, in my opinion. Yeah, but this they was should. avoided because Ethel pleaded for Joe Martin's life, saying, "I brought him from a baby. I couldn't bear to part with him." Uh, more importantly, though, he was massively profitable to the studio. Yeah, and that's that's the important part, folks, is yeah. profit. Curly Stecker, who instigated this incident by throwing a telephone at the monkey's fucking head, uh, appealed to authorities by promising to saw off his tusks if he would be spared. Quote, um, thus, what an insane Joe Martin, thing to say out loud, you know? Yeah. That's just how people in the 20s thusly, spoke. Thusly, uh, Joe Martin's canines were removed from his mouth. And he was allowed to continue his career as an animal actor. Leading to Joe Martin's second reported assault. Um, <laughs> his second reported assault. In, in 1921. His second reported assault. In 1921. Joe Martin's second reported assault on a woman involved him chucking a coconut right at the actress Dorothy Phillips' head. And laughing about it afterwards. You put a lime in a coconut and you shake it all up. Despite these incidents, that's what he was trying to do. Listen, he wanted a cocktail. Dorothy Phillip was in the way. Really, that's what happened. <laughs> and so he uh, threw a coconut at her head. <laughs> yeah. Despite these they, incidents, in yeah. October of 21, the Los Angeles Herald reported that Joe Martin was an animal with a human brain, as Austin yeah. said earlier. So yeah, don't, that is when they decided to report on that. Is don't after even fucking worry, folks. Shit. You know, it continues to get better. In November of 1921, as part of a studio-wide restructuring, Curly Stecker was removed as the head of Universal City Zoo. Insane. In spring 1922, Joe Martin attacked three substitute trainers during Stecker's absence, and the San Francisco Call reported that, quote, some think Joe Martin is incurably insane. When Joe showed signs <laughs> uh-huh. of melancholy over Stecker's absence, a little monkey was placed in his cage in hope that companionship would stop this brooding. Aww. Joe oh, no. beat the monkey to death against the bars. <laughs> <laughs> when Stecker returned to the zoo in March of 1922, Joe Martin, quote, threw his hairy arms around Stecker's neck and kissed him. Isn't that such a sweet story? Uh, <laughs> took the monkey and smashed it against the bars. They managed to make the only, like, only violent orangutan I can think of. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say, like, reading into this, I was shocked at like how violent this fucking orangutan was. Like, this is what society does to a motherfucker. <laughs> obviously, taking an orangutan eight years prematurely from its mother is going to fuck it up. Human socialization invariably fucks all these primates up. Mm-hmm. But like taking a smaller monkey and bashing its head into a metal bar until it dies because you're mad that you're fucking. Papa isn't there anymore is so insane. <laughs> so, uh, during the filming of Trifling Women in 1922, though there are varying accounts of the incident, it is reported that Joe Martin was irritated at being refused a tumbler of water that his co-star, Edward Connolly, was drinking. Get this man some water. in Photoplay, the same magazine that published the first-person account of Joe Martin. Yes. 
stated that Steckert had told Conley not to give Joe Martin the water because he only drinks warm water and it's not good for him. Which, first of all, that's such that Italian statement. Italian statement. Italian bullshit. <laughs> the temperature of water. Hold on, everybody, stop. He's right. He's right. He's <laughs> right. <laughs> Goddamn Italians. That's that's the last line of solidarity Greg will ever fall to, and I'm so sad to see it happen. Here. Well, where else do I have to go? Bald people. Know. Most of them are evil. True. Anyways, so uh. In return to Edward Connolly getting this precious water that Joe Martin was not allowed to have, uh, Joe waited until Stecker's back was turned. He was, of course, uh, back on set with him at this point. Um, (laughs) Otherwise, he would fucking kill people. But uh, (laughs) Joe waited until Stecker's back was turned to leap at Connolly, breaking his arm, drawing blood, mangling his hands, and only letting go after 10 full minutes of mauling when three property men twisted Joe's testicles until he let go. Um, Stecker uh, assured everyone by giving Martin a, quote, prompt and thorough beating afterwards. Which is, you know, exactly what you do in this situation. They're, I understand why they're calling him a chip now. They're, they're, yeah. They are, they are turning him into an evil little gremlin with hate in his soul. Ah. <laughs> uh. So yeah, um, something to mention is earlier, um, Barton had that co-star, Charlie the Elephant, who mm. worked with him on a couple of films, notably the silent Tarzan films. I think one of them was just called Tarzan, and the other one was called Revenge of Tarzan. Okay. Um, they used Charlie in both of those, so, you know, the two knew each other. But... In April 1923, um, Martin's old co-star, Charlie the Elephant, went, quote, berserk and began attacking the 300 extras on set before picking Strecker up and throwing him to the ground. He moved what? to he moved to crush Strecker to death, being stopped only <laughs> by a stagehand with a pitchfork. Strecker died a Stecker, not Strecker, I'm sorry. Stecker <laughs> died from complications to those inju- injuries as well as leukemia a year later. <laughs> Probably from the asbestos cigarettes he was smoking. <laughs> On December 31st, 1923, now considered too dangerous to work in film after... All right, everybody, let's count them up. Probably like nine different fucking incidents. Joe Martin was sold to the Algie Barnes Circus, where he remained until he died at an unknown date, possibly sometime in 1931, making him around 20 years old. Remarkably old for a orangutan in captivity at the time. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, this is, I don't know, Austin does, so like how we have elongated our lifespans through diets and medicine. How Holy we also shit! Be- Hold on. Yeah? <laughs> what? Mostly unremarkable during his time in this circus, but one newspaper <laughs> reportedly showed a photo of Joe Martin with fully developed cheek pads. This is unlikely, as most orangutan actors, as if there were a lot of them, were castrated as infants. Yeah, no, I actually wrote that part myself. That's not from the Wikipedia article. Um, there's uh, at the Center for Great Apes, you know, where Sandra, your arch nemesis, lives. Um, I'm going to get her one day. Hope that bitch dies. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's a couple of orangutans there who will never develop cheap flanges because they were former orangutan actors, which, yes, there were that many. Uh <laughs> They they are all castrated, either chemically or otherwise, at a very young age as infants, 
and thus they never fully develop. They just get very long limbs and very long hands. Like it's fucked up. Like they never stop growing because they don't like hit that um, biological or um, what's the word I'm looking for? Hormonal cue that other orangutans do. So they just keep growing longer and longer? <laughs> Pretty you much. I mean, this orangutan's oh. hands that I saw were like very long. Like, Whoa. looked like he was wearing clown shoes. It was huh. kind of freaky, but that they don't get like, fun. you know, infinite growth. Obviously, they're going to yeah. shrink from old age one day. But uh, it's just one of the many side effects of, you know, being in the animal industry. But gotcha. yeah, so, some other uh, anecdotes before we get into the final anecdote. The final. Oh, really quickly, back to my point, Austin. Yeah, yeah, yeah sorry. Um, so as we've elongated our, have we also done this for primates and other animals in captivity? Do we, have we elongated their lifespans within captivity? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Just because we used to just feed them. For reference, um, they let Joe Martin drink alcohol and smoke cigarettes regularly. In fact, Holy on damn. one occasion, they made, him, they made him smoke so many cigars for a movie scene that he became like, uh, violently sick. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> made him smoke a carton to prove what cigarettes do to like you. Pure Cuban. <laughs> Boy, if you want to smoke cigarettes, I'll let you smoke cigarettes. <laughs> that fucking king of the hills. <laughs> keep puffing. <laughs> you smoked all back. Keep on. Keep going. For God's sakes, Bobby, what nationality are you? American. Then why are you holding your cigarette like some kind of European Nazi in the movie? Uh, um all right so to close us out our last report on joe martin i think this is, oh, actually awesome do you have something you wanted to say before we go here yeah um, yeah sure i guess just some just some little anecdotes that i found along the way um the people when he threw that coconut at that woman's head uh they claimed that her life was spared because her wig was so thick that uh, it absorbed the blow, which <laughs> insane. That, that's either a serve or, or fake. <laughs> um, also, it was said that, you know, after uh, Stecker's death, which it's a little strange because they say, oh, he died of leukemia, but on his birth certificate, I mean, sorry, not his birth certificate, on his death certificate, they wrote uh, complications from animal related injuries. I'm guessing he never fully recovered from having his rib cage crushed. Yeah, and I'm guessing the studio lied about that because that's what they do. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, um, after his death, Joe Martin, you know, he kept smoking cigarettes and it was noted that he actually smoked cigarettes in the same way that Stecker did, letting the cigarette hang loosely from his bottom lip. Uh, like a hit. Oh, way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so he was sold to the Barnes Circus, and this is all coming from the 1935 account of Al Barnes' life and career, um, mm. and also you know, a, and also 400 witnesses at the time. But the oh. final known incident of Joe Martin the orangutan before his death, which you know, unknown cause, unknown time, he just sort of faded into obscurity it seems like they didn't even really keep track of which orangutan was which at that point but um <laughs> Jesus. Uh, according to a spring 1927 newspaper report and verified by the first-hand accounts in the book joe martin escaped his cage during a circus stand performance in san rafael california he initially charged a group of stake drivers 
but then suddenly changed direction and seized trapeze artist Babe Letourneau by the arms. Letourneau, I, I, I don't know, there's some French name, that's how you say it, reportedly screamed and fainted, which <laughs> people in the 20th century just used to faint for any <sighs> fucking reason. <laughs> Oh, my fragile hey, sensibilities. Fair, this castrated orangutan must look like a fucking freak coming at you. Yeah. Luckily for luckily for Babe, uh former heavyweight champion James Jeffries was on the scene because Not James was... Jeffries. James J. Jeffries. Oh okay. god. He's <laughs> James J. Jeffries. Is there a difference? I don't know. I just think it's funny to have Th- three initials and they all be J. <laughs> JJJ. <laughs> yeah, that is kind of funny. Um, luckily, the circus was putting on an exhibition match between James J. Jeffries and another heavyweight boxer, Tom Sharkey. Um, as witnessed by an alleged 400 members of the circus troupe and the audience, Jeffries ran at Joe Martin bellowing, Let go there! Which led, <laughs> to Joe, which led Joe Martin to drop Letourneau. Um, regardless, Which, by Jeff- the way, insane behavior. Babe had it like that. What can I say? She had, you know, she had Jeffrey's in the palm of her hand. That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, he was he was literally white knighting. Um, <laughs> um, regardless of the fact that he listened and let go, uh, Jeffrey's then continued to swing at Joe Martin with his right. Uh, but missed and lost his balance, at which point Joe Martin jumped on his back, holding onto him with his hind feet. Jeffries then uh, threw himself backwards to the ground and landed on him hard enough to knock the wind out of Joe Martin. Jeffries then, uh, not satisfied, got back up. In the, <laughs> in the words of the sports page writer, this time Jeffries was in his famous crouch and was ready. Jeffries knocked down Joe Martin with a blow and then clambered on top of him and beat him unconscious. <laughs> um, Absolutely unhinged. I feel like this might have been when he died. <laughs> no, he probably died soon after that. Yeah, the, the newspaper claimed, oh, you know, Joe Martin, uh, he just suffered, you know, a lumpy eye. And then he was skulking for the rest of the day. Having Is that what they invested. called black eyes back then? Lumpy eyes? I think so. Yeah, I think it's a lumpy yeah. eye. Yeah, he God was like, God. "Oh, he got a he got a quick lump, but he he got, he got a lumpy eye, huh? But he'll be all right. Ain't that right, Jack?" <laughs> um, yeah. Never mind the fact that this heavyweight boxer just punched this like developmentally stunted, uh, mentally scarred <laughs> orangutan unconscious. <laughs> you know the, how big your balls have to be though to like just just punch start an beating the, the fuck out of an orangutan. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, we've like talked a lot energy. about how like. No, surely nobody could beat a great ape in a fight. But like, this is the first like example I can think of of a guy just straight up beating an orangutan unconscious. So, For real. Obviously, there's a lot of factors here, such as the fact that he like caught him off guard and then knocked the wind out of him, and also the fact that he was massively unhealthy from a lifetime of chain smoking <laughs> and <laughs> uh, castrated, so he was like fucked up and like didn't grow right. And just the fact that he was socialized to be a human, so he didn't like he didn't have that dog in him. You know what I he mean? He did not have that dog in him. Everybody, remember that. Write that down. He, he might, like, despite all that, he still like severely mauled like everyone around him <laughs> constantly. But you know, okay, yeah. But yeah, um, 
there's anything I learned from the life and death of Joe Martin, the orangutan is that uh, seemingly nobody in the 1920s was a reliable source of like firsthand eyewitness accounts, information for anything. They were all uh, doing blow and tricking themselves to oblivion. That's why they had to do prohibition. Yeah. yeah. But uh, seemingly, I guess the moral here is that they literally just let you do what the fuck ever in the 20s in America. I guess right? so, I mean, yeah. Like, you just do whatever you wanted. That's not a good time, good place to be, you know? Yeah, this is this has been the life and death of Joe Martin the orangutan, taken from northern Sumatra as an infant, lived a star-studded but short-lived career as an actor in Hollywood, a silent film star, um, like many other silent film stars, didn't translate too well to, you know, the motion picture, <laughs> but, uh, you know... But I think boy, it was, was a... it a good bit while it lasted, you know, folks? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I do think it's funny that they were making so many Tarzan movies at the time that he was just in constant work. <laughs> <laughs> he was just constantly in a fucking Tarzan movie, like, forever. Yeah, why? We what don't, was like... the obsession with Tarzan? We don't make a lot of movies with animals in them, you know? like It's not like a thing you're going to see every week. What were they doing? Yeah, no. Why Why are they just doing animals all the time back then? Is that all they had? I don't know. I guess they've never seen them before. With the animals. People were stupid, man. People it's really dumb are dumb as fuck. I also... I need to... The fact that like they didn't see him as a problem after he released 15 real adult like dangerous <laughs> wolves just into just the out there public. releasing wolves and everybody's fine with that did those wolves ever get captured but they all re- i don't know they, get, they didn't <laughs> specify who knows they never elaborated on that oh, that's why fucking... these sources are so frustrating like i tried to find a copy like an e-copy of the book detailing the life and career of al barnes and i would have had to request the history museum of chicago uh scan chapters of the book and send them to me personally um which god knows how long that would have taken but we're gonna have to trust wikipedia on this for now i think uh yeah i don't know just insane (gasps) just absolutely insane Folks, thank you for joining us for our 13th bonus episode it was great we We did this was a really solid episode this was a good one uh you know, this might end up in the main feed one day. You know, if you yeah. need like some filler, because this is uh, well, well, I don't, I don't know. Is, I don't offer. want to. I don't want to give too much of the Patreon. To no, the no, no. I mean, like, to the... I mean, like, hey, one day one of us is like, we're like Far sick future. or distracted, and like we can't do a second episode one month. We'll just release this instead. You know. Yeah, yeah. and then um, you know we're gonna have when we get to the main episode, it'll be a little. We'll have a little more structure. You know, we'll we'll do a nice, like, pretty formal announcement of what we're doing for the. Yeah. New series is, is that what we're gonna be doing? And this is our attempt at making more structured episodes. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Like, uh, I basically wrote out like a little, not a script, but I picked out the best bits. So of we have a research doc article. here. We've got quotes. Yeah, everything. we like so did please, stuff. Please give us feedback because we are so excited to start our Congo series, and we want to. Make yeah, sure I want to get in, like, started on that, that shit right away. Yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking of. Uh, Oh yeah, but um, another reason I was excited to do this episode is because I couldn't find anyone else reporting on it. Like, we're like, this is obviously Wikipedia, but like, we're the first like 
funny little like media informal people to present it like this like everyone's done a travis the chimp video on youtube but i can't find anything about this orangutan on youtube or tiktok or anything like that i think partially because all of the information is so inaccurate but like it's kind of insane given that joe mart this orangutan was an inter like a nationwide well-known celebrity it was a phenomenon like for like, real he got so many letters that there was a legal debate sparked uh, prompting that statement from uh that one newspaper saying that he was an animal with a human mind uh that was because they were unsure of how to handle um like the mailing system like if they were actually allowed to address mail to an animal and not oh. like his trainer or something but eventually they let it happen and so legally he kind of was granted personhood he, yeah <laughs> he was yeah, the original US sandra like, absolutely yeah, they gave, they gave instead of, instead of killing hey, sandra no, uh, no fuck i didn't get to kill the first person ape okay you are gonna have to build a time machine and kill <laughs> joe martin because think about no. it I'm gonna go kill James J. Jeffries. <laughs> okay, I don't oh, want to yeah. kill Joe Martin. <laughs> gonna go back in time to kill James K. Jeffries. <laughs> I'm thinking though that nobody knows how Joe Martin died, right? Like he just sort of disappeared from the public eye one day. They just stopped showing. I do him. have plausible deniability. Yeah. So like nobody would know it was you if you just went back in time and. Chandran's just- actually already been that. I, I hey, you gotta remember that's not the pl- the plan is to get. Put in jail for first degree murder. Oh, yeah. It's true. a crucial part of the plan. That that's is true. Because you know what? I'm, I'm pretty sure the courts, they're cowards. They're not going to do it to me. Exactly. <laughs> I and think... then I win. I win. The, I go to jail for like animal abuse or whatever. But you know what? I'll, I got the high ground, bitch. <laughs> I respected I think, Sandra as a I think person. It's, I think it's possible because they did use the court defense of his first incident of... Look at this little guy. He's just a pleasant little guy. He's just a little <laughs> guy. He's just a little guy. He doesn't That's know how I'm better. I think Joe Martin still had enough like holdover clout from his film career uh, that he could, you know, they could they could make a case against you and they would get your ass. Maybe, maybe. Also, 1920s court. You know, who knows what the fuck's gonna happen there? You know, like, so. they just let anything Crap happen. Shoot. Like they don't have For any rules. True. That's true. They didn't care. All right. Well, I gotta head out. So. I think that's okay. it. Yeah. Yeah, right. that was well, good. I, I, I may be a white boy, but I'm not stupid. <laughs>